Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to a Celtic State of Mind. Yes, Jungle Lion, you are right. We're back all the way from uh, Belfast, all the way from Belfast at the weekend for the uh, the lead-up to the St Mirren Scottish Cup clash away from home. There's been loads of talk, Chris. Talk about form, talk about shape, culture, mentality, recruitment. But when it comes down to it, we've got 11 guys on the park. We're going to have to talk about them because there's a couple of wee changes in there I didn't expect, Chris. Yeah, uh, and look, I mean... This is this is a point, right? And uh, this is where we we get uh, we get made to look a bit silly because we've been crying out for for Kyogo and either or Kyogo and another striker to play up front together. And it looks as though whether it be the number ten, uh, but just behind the number nine role, I'm not I'm not sure. But ah, oh, this is what we've been asking for. But even then, we've got Tony at right back. Uh, looks like we've got Bernabe, who, in fairness, came on to a bit of a game in the second half against Hibs. Uh, is in. Bernardo's dropped to the bench. Um, Abada's not even in the squad. I've not heard of an injury yet. Um, I've seen some speculation, but I've not heard of an injury yet. So maybe get some clarity on that during the call. But yeah, so uh, a lot, a lot to digest in terms of the changes. And I think, I, I think you know, fingers crossed, it's it's a positive change. Well, straight off the bat, looking at the lineup, trying to figure out the shape of the team, I think is a positive. And the reason I think it's a positive is because we've become so predictable, yeah. we're, we're so one pace. we're going to be talking about all of this kind of thing because there is no doubt we have a strong squad. And and let's be honest, because I've heard a lot about Brendan Rodgers' ability as a manager. I wouldn't go as far as he's an elite manager because if you're an elite manager, you are, you are coaching at the very top level of football in one of the top six leagues in Europe. So I don't subscribe to that, but he's a quality, to use his own word, he's a quality manager. And I just don't think we're getting enough from what we actually have. Yes, you're disappointed with the recruitment, of course you are, but we've still got enough and we're not seeing the style of play. We're not seeing the tempo. We're not seeing guys like Kyogo kick on. And that is the biggest frustration, isn't it? It's not a case of us chucking the baby out with the bathwater. It's more of a, a sense of, listen, we're not playing great. What's wrong? How do we change it? And I don't think it's always down to personnel. I think you change the shape. We've been crying out for it, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And listen, I think you talk about Brendan Rodgers. He's always identified with a certain 
style of football. And, and you know, sometimes it, it works, it looks good when you've got personnel to, to kind of fit into that system. I think the issue we've had is we're so used to seeing Kyogo playing a really fast-paced, uh, you know, the, 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 the sort of arrowhead point of a really fast-paced formation uh, and style. And I think he really thrives on that. You know, he's a guy who likes to get in behind. He likes to beat the offside trap and use his pace and use his intelligent movement to get in there. And we've not... I think the way Brendan plays a bit more patient. Um, some might say a bit, bit more, a bit more reserved or restricted. We don't see the wingers, you know, whipping the balls in ahead of the defender, allowing Kyogo or, or an equivalent striker to get onto it. Um, but I think this change looks like a positive one. This looks like maybe a slightly different way to get some real value at Kyogo. Now, my view is that he'll probably play off of uh, Ida uh, up front. I think Ida looks like he's got the strength to maybe hold the ball up, um, you know, maybe allow Kyogo to, to bring the overlap, you know, come in either side of him, maybe run ahead of defenders. But I think fundamentally what you're going to have here, I hope, is you're going to have the Sumerian defenders not just having to track one, you know, one of our strikers, but trying to stack, track two real attacking players. And that means it's going to leave space. It's going to leave gaps, not just for, for Kyogo potentially, but Maeda maybe to cut inside. Maybe you'll have Palma will be able to cut inside. You know, it just it gives the defenders a little bit of a different problem from what we've given them throughout this season. And I think that's really important. I want to pick up on that, actually, Chris, because um, I'm going to go back to a conversation I had. I'm a sponge. When I'm amongst football people, I'm a fan, right? So I've never been in the changing room. I've never done the, the training drills. I don't know how their minds work. However, when I'm in their company, I just, you know, I ask them a million and one questions to try and understand the inner workings of football, of Celtic recruitment, training, the whole thing, conditioning. And the tactical side of it, you know, because not everybody understands tactics. So what I like to do is talk to people who have played under great managers, who have been part of youth academies, and ask them about, you know, tactics. How would you play against Brendan Rodgers? How should Brendan Rodgers change things? And I do it all the time. I'm going to go back to a conversation I had a wee while back. In fact, um, at the time, Brendan may still have been the manager first time round. I had a great conversation with, with Brian McClare, who has recently been in the news because he was the guy at Old Trafford that changed the music to this is the one from Tina Turner's Simply the Best, not Gary Neville, right? It was big. It was chalky that did it. Okay, um, yeah. Absolutely. And uh, I remember talking to him about Brendan Rodgers because at that time um, he had experience of coming up against Brendan Rodgers' uh, young teams when yeah. Rodgers was coming through the ranks as a young coach. player thought that he was someone who could be sussed out. He could be sussed out and he could be um, worked out real, really quickly. And I think what's happened here is we've got a situation with uh, regards to Rodgers now where the other teams in the league have sussed them out. They've figured out how to play against Brendan. Another thing that uh, Chalky noted and observed was the fact that once he's sussed out, he can't change it. He's very, very much like, you know, this is my stringent plan and I'm going to stick to it. Sorry, ladies and gents, I had a wee blue um, circle on my screen there for a second. So if you lost me for a moment, I apologise. Um, so I think the predictability aspect of it, we've seen it this season, Chris. You come up against a team, and they manage to play against us. Now, all week long, you've then got Livingston, Dundee, St. Johnston, Hibs, studying these tapes of a yep. team that's managed to play against our system, toss our system out, and basically replicate the same system. Now, people say, oh, they pack the bus. That's like a coverall. It's a lot harder to pack the bus against a quality, high-tempo team. And I think that's why Ange Postacoglu's team 
<laughs> yeah, I think uh, I, I, I mean, listen, I, I think we're we're catching the, the just the point there. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think there's it's what I've called tactical inflexibility this season with uh, with Brendan's uh, formation. I think look, it, it's a formation that we that, that utilises the personnel pretty well. But what concerns me is when it, when it's not working during a game. We we don't see we don't see it changing. You know, teams are coming out. You know, maybe we're going at half time, maybe nothing each, maybe even we're one 0 up. But teams are getting galvanised by the fact that we're not putting them away uh, early in the game, and they're coming out and they're thinking, you know what, we we can have a real go here. Uh, and uh, uh, for me, we saw uh, at Aberdeen, we saw it at Hibs, we saw those teams come out and actually create chances. They might not have taken them, but they created chances, enough chances to either draw or, or, or even win. I mean, if it wasn't for Joe Hart at uh, um, Joe Hart at, at Hibs, we would have uh, we'd have been two, two or three goals down potentially. Um, we we just didn't get started in that, that second half at all. Um, and I think this is the, the the problem. We need a plan B, right? Or we need the ability to change it when it's not working. Yeah. Um, and I think we need to, to find ways to get the best out of our personnel. We've spoken about Kyogo a lot, but I look at sometimes guys like McGregor. I think Kilmack is a fantastic player, good captain. He's been a, an amazing servant for the club. But this season, I've watched. And uh, there was a moment in particular the Hibs game which I think exemplified what I'm going to speak about. He ran forward, was doing one of his classic driving runs towards the box, and uh, you know I was crying out. I mean, I was I was probably being a lot more vulgar than being at the moment. I was crying out. I was saying, "Hit the shot!" You know, take the shot. And uh, and he, he played it left to to Maeda, and the move kind of lost momentum and it broke down, and we, we didn't create anything. And I think you know last season under a different system, I think McGregor's driving in there and he's 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 having a he's having a shot and, and probably testing the testing the keeper at a minimum. Um, and I want to see I want to see guys like him getting more more freedom of movement, you know, working in a system where they're really playing to their strengths. Um, and that if that means you know we're changing it up, I mean today we've dropped Bernardo for example out of midfield, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. At, maybe give us a bit more of an attacking edge with Kyogo. We don't know if it's going to work, right? It is maybe a little bit of a gamble. We've been crying out for it and we could actually end up scratching our heads at half-time saying, you know what, this is not working. But I, I've, I've got faith that this is a, this is a really positive uh, move and an attacking, attacking move. So, yeah, looking forward to it. I think there's, there's a lot of people in the game, right, who, Chris, again, I'm going to go back to the, the comment I made. I've never been involved in that environment. I mean, you imagine the egos... The egos that exist in football, we see them in dead-end jobs, for the love of God. You imagine it at the top end of European football, where you've got the gaffer, you've got players in that dressing room, other than, uh, obviously, Brennan Rodgers, often when the players are making more money than the, the manager, um, the egos are running wild. I've seen it with young guys that have never kicked the ball for a first team, and they're oh. walking about with a watch in the toilet bag and the fast car and all this kind of stuff, the tattooed uh, sleeves and everything else, you know? So... The egos are absolutely wild. And I think sometimes with a manager who knows the job inside out, who has achieved success in the game at the top level, there's a there's a wee aspect of them whereby it's like, I know best. And if you're going to tell me to do something different, I'm going to stick stringently to my plan because yeah. I'm the gaffer and I know best. I, I think, though, it does get to the point where the football becomes so turgid and slow yeah. and predictable that in order to ensure that you do the best for the team in the football club, you have got to make that change. I'm not quite sure, looking at the team, exactly what the, the shape's going to be. But for anyone who hasn't seen it, I'm going to run through it. I'm going to apologise. that I know that I disappeared for a couple of moments. But at the same time, I also knew that Chris would just fill in the blanks. And I'm sure you did when I had the big black screen and the big blue dial going round, the blue dial of death. Here we go. 
Wi-Fi. That's what it's all about. The starting 11 for Celtic, we have Joe Hart and Goals. I want to talk a wee bit about most of these players as we uh, lead up to the, the, the kick-off. Tony Ralston, my favourite player, keeps saying it right back. What about his tackle? What about his tackle that led to the move where Kyogo wins the penalty? Old, I know it's been school. shown on... Oh, old school. Old school. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't, See the thing, right? You talk about technique. You talk about technique. You can have tactics. You can have shape. One thing you can't give a player is heart, passion and desire. Now, you won't get to the top with that alone, Chris. You've got to have all the ability and everything else as well. But I'll tell you something. For me, that, that wee moment, I go in about moments of a season, like sometimes it's a save, right? Um, and I, I always mention when Pat Bonner made a penalty save against Stranraer in the Scottish Cup in the centenary season in one of the early rounds. You never talk about that when it's a sun-kissed day at Hamden Park and McAvenny's getting all the acclaim. But there's moments of a season that you oh, go yeah. back to. That moment with Tony. That moment with Tony. That that could be one. That could be one. I mean, I'm the same. I remember uh, 1998. We're trying to stop the you know Rangers getting a ten, and there's Alan Stubbs, uh, and again the old firm game at the time, and uh, yeah, right. puts puts the header and, and and you know we get the draw and we kick on from from there. And it's one one of those moments. And I thought, yeah, it, it's interesting because. We, we were up against it uh, at times, uh, up against Hibs, certainly in the second half. They came out, they tested Joe Hart. Joe Hart, again, I think, you know, talk about moments, a couple of really big saves. But then, yeah, you see Tony Ralston, you know, driving in, really direct, clearing his mind what he's going to go and do, uh, wins the ball. And it just, I, I think we, I think, see, if you're a player and you see your teammate doing that, you'd be like, yes, come on, let's let's go, let's let's get in. And you know, there's, there's another guy I want to mention, uh, and, and I want to mention because you're both me and you have had a little, you know, a few digs at him uh, this season already. But second half, uh, towards the, the later stages of the second half, Habs, I thought one guy showed a bit of heart and actually made a few good tackles as well, Alexander Bernabe. Now, I, I've got the same concerns I've had all season. I'm not going to change my mind. I'm not going to, you know, suddenly jump on the, uh, the, the Bernabe love train. I think there's issues with his positioning. I think there's issues with his, uh, you know, with his, his fundamentals as well. But that that was a period there where I thought, you know what, son, you're having a really good goal, uh, mm-hmm. and you're right. That's that's the heart and the commitment and the determination, and you want to see that throughout the team. Um, now, obviously, as you, you mentioned, that you need talent to back it up as well. And I'm still a little bit on the fence in terms of Bernabe, but we'll, you know, somebody made a good point in the chat actually on the on the Friday show, um, which which I think is a, a fair point. He is just getting you know a run of games at the moment, so maybe the more run run of games he gets, the more familiar his teammates, maybe he'll, he'll come into a game. But yeah, uh, I, I want to see that kind of ethic going through the whole team today, just having a real real up for it, real bit of dig, real bit of fight. Uh, you know what? Sometimes. <laughs> People think you know nothing about football because this is kind of an old-fashioned discussion that we're having. But how many talented players have we brought in who haven't had the basics? Oh, yeah. You know, they, they've just not had it. And, and I think that uh, when you're looking at someone like uh, Tony Ralston, across the other side of the park, I'm glad you brought it up, I have been a big critic. I've been a big critic of uh, Alexandro Bernabe. I've said he's not got it. My biggest disappointment in the recruitment side of things is that we signed 11 players, one of them wasn't a left-back. Um, we start to miss Taylor even more so, you know, the old um, the fact he's not been in the team. He becomes a better player, but he was playing well. Absence makes the heart grow fonder and all that, but he was playing well prior to it. But you're right, I think what we did see from him is there's, there's positional naivety. Mm. Uh, there's the lack of defensive quality there. But I tell you, if he's able to do what he did, as you say, in the kind of latter stages of the Hibs game, where there was a fight, drive, passion, see all the stuff that you think is a prerequisite. 
to play football at any level. And you know that it's not because you don't always see it. Yeah. If we're getting it from Burnaby in the meantime, until Taylor comes back in, then fair play to him. Uh, I want him to to prove guys like me wrong because I've not rated him this season. Um, some good points coming through. Maybe St Mirren will be lost without their talisman, Big Quan. He's done well uh, since he's gone to St Mirren. And we've got personal Jesus coming in, and I like this because it's nice and positive. Hail, hail, fellas. The double is on. It's a dog fight, but we are doing this. Listen, it's going to be a massive one today, isn't it? Um, it already is. David Boyle. Home has disappeared again. I just wish the boy got a proper chance, as there is a player in there. And I think there is a player in there as well. David, I would actually put him in the same category in terms of where he is in the Celtic squad alongside a player like Yang. I think he's one for the future. Um, and I'm and I'm actually glad we'll get through to the, the subs. I'm glad to see a Wattle on the bench today. Yeah, what's to yeah. say? Um, the, the central defensive partnership of Welsh and Scales then. Scales again got injured. Uh, sorry, Welsh again got injured the other night. Um, Scales, I think, in terms of consistency, has been our best centre half. Um, last week prior to the Hibs game, Lawrence called it. He says he thinks that Rogers will go for the guys that know what it takes to, to get us over the line. Welsh knows having come through the system what it means to be a Celtic player and a winner, a winger. But in terms of performance, what do you make of the partnership from what you've seen? I know they've not played a lot of football together. Yeah, and I think that's a key point, right? I know uh, Scales, like for me, has been pretty consistent throughout the season. I don't think he's done a huge amount wrong. There's been, uh, you know, we've seen it even in the last couple of games, particularly again uh, when we've gone a goal down. Um, or we've lost the goal rather. Um, you know, Scales has you know looked a little bit shaky along with whatever partner he's had, whether it be Welsh or, or Navrotsky, uh, Navrotsky rather. But um, yeah, I think what we need is we need a settled defence. We haven't had much of that this season. We've had it in, in, in you know little little periods, but we've not had a settled defence. And for me, you know, that must be one of the toughest rules to play uh, on, on a football park. You know, you've got a defensive partner, you're trying to make sure both of you are aligned in terms of your position. You know, if you're playing a back four, are we, you know, keeping our line, stopping guys from getting in behind? So, Communication must be key. Building up that, that understanding must be key. Um, and I think, you know, the, the constant change in our partners, I think, has impacted Scales in most recent games. Um, having said that, you know, you talk, Scales has been consistent throughout the season. I think Welsh, almost every time he's been called upon, he's he's not let us down. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a big, honest player, right? He's just a big, honest boy who I think does the fundamentals well, actually. You know, if we're talking about a player who does the fundamentals well, I think he is. I think he's an old-school style defender. Um, I think there are other defenders who are maybe better at playing the ball and carrying the ball forward. For me, I think Welsh is a guy who just, you know, he likes to, you know, do his job um, and, and do it pretty well. And I think, you know, the more these guys will play together, um, then the, the more effective they'll be. But I think it's a strong central defensive partnership. I, I've still got question marks over, over Rocky. I've you know, Carter Vickers, you want back, but you don't want to rush him back in case we set him back again. Um, and I, I think, you know, that for me at the moment, I mean, Lager, Lager Bielk's not even in the squad again. I've no idea why we, we, we stopped him going to Lecce. But, um, yeah, I think that's the strongest central defensive pairing we could play at the moment. Yeah, good point about Lager Bielk. Don't understand it, Chris. I really don't. Um, but I, you know what? I'm not going to labour the recruitment thing today because I'm of that view now that uh, we've got... 13 league games, we've got Rodgers, we've got, a, we've got a strong enough squad to win this league and hopefully win the Scottish Cup as well. We know that the cup competitions can throw up surprises. Unfortunately, there wasn't one at Ibrox uh, yesterday. Bruni did try his best and we'll not get into refereeing either. Wasn't a bad effort. It wasn't a bad effort, indeed. Um, in the When we look then at the, the midfield, 
um, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, right, are we just going to a classic 4-4-2? Or, or, or is it going to be a case of playing uh, 4-2-3-1? Uh, because I know that, that Rodgers has done that in the past with Kyogo kind of dropping behind the um, the, the front man, the, the target man, if you like, in Adam Era. But the midfield too, we, we certainly know that Callum McGregor, the captain, and also Matt O'Reilly um, are going to be making up the, the midfield too. And, and again, sometimes it, it just comes with a couple of bad performances from the team. Um, I mentioned during the week because the, these are discussion points, Chris, that you have all week and you've always had them. Social media didn't make you start having discussion points about who should be playing left back, you know, right wing, whatever it is. It's happened for a year dot, you know, supporters buses, boozers, in at the work, whatever. You've always had these discussions, right? So my discussion point was we're in a scenario where um, we've brought in Kuhn, starts off well at Pataudry, gets a goal. He's really poor against Hibs. You bring on Abada at Hibs and he's really poor as well. So the discussion point is, right, you're thinking, Kuhn, you don't want to drop him so early in his Celtic career. But you're looking at a bad and thinking, wait a minute, he's not kicked the ball all season. Now, we know everything that surrounds it, right? Yeah. Injury issues, okay, but he's fit enough to be in the team. So, yeah, he has had injury problems, but he's fit enough to be in the team, and this isn't his first game back. And the second issue, of course, is the political scenario that he finds himself in with regards to being pressurised by people back in Israel um, to, to basically leave Celtic Football Club. And then it's the state of mind around that. I don't know the intricacies of where he's at on that one. What I do know is Celtic kept him in January. So he's a player that he's either been utilised or he's not. Should he play on form? My answer to that is not. He shouldn't be. It's not a witch hunt. Absolutely not a pylon or any of these things that you get accused of on social media, Chris. He's not playing well enough. That's why he's not on the team. The interesting point, though, he's not on the squad. Now, has anything came out to your knowledge around the reasons behind that? I had a look before the year before coming on the show. Uh, I saw a few people asking the same question. I didn't see anything concrete to say he was injured uh, or why he's been left out. I've not had a chance to listen to Brendan Rogers yet. So, um, no, it's a, bit, a little bit of a mystery. Um, I mean, you know, when I look at Abada, I think, you know, there's a there's a class player there. We've seen it for a couple of seasons. We know that he's not just a player who, who has great potential, but he actually, he's delivered uh, at times on the pitch. So, you know, he's, he's not suddenly became a bad player. Um, and I think, He's had injury problems. Um, he's a very young man having to deal with a very politically charged situation, none of his own making. I don't envy him at all, um, uh, you know, for the situation he's he's in. And it's, you know, his stance on on, on that conflict is, is not my business or anyone else's business. That's for, for him to manage. But that's a huge amount of, of pressure for a young man to, to be under. So I've, I've got sympathy for uh, Abara and potentially for reasons for him being off form. But I think... Part of a manager's responsibility is to protect players as well. And sometimes protect players from, you know, being in that firing line. If they're not playing well, take them out for a bit. You know, take take them out, maybe introduce them at a point where it's an easier situation to go on and, and, and make an impact. One of our problems is we've got no easy games. We've got no easy situations now because we're in a title fight, uh, partly, I think, through our own making. Um, and we can't afford to have guys not firing in all cylinders. We, we simply can't. It, it doesn't make sense on a football field to be playing guys out of form. So unless there's a real need to play uh, a badder, I think it's the right decision to take him out of the team just now. I, I would look for opportunities to bring him on, maybe with, with, if we manage to bring in a, bring in a lead, uh, a, or create a lead for ourselves um, in a game future, but that requires him to be on the bench. Today, I'm not sure of the reasons why, why he's out. 
hopefully he'll he'll come back and he'll show us what he can uh, what he can do. Um, or you know, if it, if it's if it's something external to the to the football form, then you know, wish him well, uh, obviously for the future. But yeah, I think it's the right decision to take him out, uh, given his form. Absolutely, and and Lucy says that double denim is a great listen. There you go. You've even got a wee green love heart there. Double denim. Uh, you get plenty. Well, you get plenty of stick on the Axon chat group, so it's nice to bring up a bit. Uh, of, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah. bit of positivity, <laughs> right? Here we go. Um, you and Boy Martin, always great to hear from you. And uh, thanks for getting involved on the YouTube. If you are watching on YouTube, give us a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell, all that good stuff. I am not that confident that we will win today, says Ewan. Um, just hope playing with two strikers improves our play. Um, as I say, yeah, we're playing with two strikers regardless of the shape, but we might play um, four, two, one. Uh, sorry, four, two, three, one. Uh, certainly an attack. But, you know, I just look at that and think to myself, you're covering all bases. Um, it's not as though... I, I don't think it's a case of us being overrun in the midfield. Here's my take on it. Right, so we've been playing with the three in the middle, the, the Bernardo, McGregor and uh, O'Reilly. That's what we've been playing with. And it looks as though we've been losing the kind of midfield battle recently. Uh, but I think more so than that, the reason for it is that you look at the stats with regards to touches the ball, passes of the ball, centre-halves have got all the ball. So you're thinking to yourself, well, why why is that no going quicker to the, the midfield men? And I think that's one of the issues. So by the time the uh, central defences are releasing the ball, they're looking maybe to release it to the wingers. I'd like to see the heat map of where the balls are going. Um, and unfortunately for me, I just feel that they've not been involved enough. Another thing I would point out, looking at the fact Kyo goes back on the, the pitch from the start, you know that move that we, we were bigging up Tony Ralston and rightly so? See, once it gets to Kyogo, that quick, intricate passing move by Matt O'Reilly, that, that's what we've seen from Kyogo in the Champions League when he's got his goals this season. That was Kyogo creating something yeah. out of nothing, you know, creating a bit of space out of nothing. And I, I was looking at that thinking, right, it's only one move. Does he get back in the team? I am delighted, Chris, that he's back in the team. I've been asking everybody with uh, more football knowledge than me, so that's quite a lot of people, how do we get Kyogo working again? And the big thing for me is I, I just feel that the pace of our game, the pace of a game back to front is completely different to what it has been since Kyogo came in. And I'm going to say it, Liam Carrigan agreed with me, and I'm going to have to give him credit for this. It's not necessarily just down to the wingers, because by the time the wingers get the ball, Chris, the team we're playing in the final third have regrouped. They've got the shape back up. As I said before, they've been working on their defensive shape all week. Yep. We're just not getting there quickly enough. We've not got them on the back foot. There's no break in the play. It's not like there's a counter-attack. And I say that's why Kyogo thrives on playing a high-tempo, high-line style of football. We've not been playing it. And that's not just the wingers, although they've not been great this season. Liam Carrigan made the point. That's why he's less effective for Japan. Because Japan play that slower style of football. I thought it was a great point uh, Liam made, and it's, it's always brilliant insight. Um, you know, because he's he's got such good knowledge of that. Uh, you know, the football culture and the, uh, the the matches out there. So it was fantastic to to hear that. And actually, it, when you apply that and you look at the games this season, you can absolutely see what he's talking about. And I think you're right. I think it's we are we're too passive when we're in possession, uh, and there's a tendency to try and look for this really intricate, you know, wonderful uh, Hollywood-style pass. And actually what we need is just a bit more urgency. You know, we need to be moving forward as a team when we're in possession. Um, you know, Kyogo makes so many really good intelligent runs. 
And whether it's in the central midfield or whether it is out in the wings or you know whether it's one of one of our central defenders, our scales, you know, running forward, we've got to react to those runs. We've got to try and time them right and get them any space because then the defenders have to react quickly. And if the defenders react quickly, they're more likely to react as individuals and know as a team, and therefore we're going to get space. And that's where the yeah. the one touch, the layoffs, and the you know the, the the quick movements and the quick reaction shots. That's when it really really works. That's where I agree with you. Kilgore thrives. What I noticed from the Hibs game is when Kyogo did come uh, came on, and he came on and he played a little bit deeper and there was a couple of lives, but he picked up the ball. And he does something we don't see enough from Kyogo. He ran and he drove in and he was very direct, you know, showed some good footwork and he wins the penalty, right? And that penalty doesn't get won. If Kyogo doesn't pick it up and take that incentive to go and, um, to go and drive forward a goal, you know, okay, we say we, we only got two goals from two penalties, but you have to be in a position to get the penalties uh, awarded. And I think that second one, showed that if we just attack in the right way at the right pace and the right tempo and players take the initiative, we will create chances. And whether those chances will come from goals, whether they come from getting penalty chances or penalty shouts, deflections, doesn't matter. We need to get in there. We need to speculate. Yep. And it does look like a more direct approach from yep. Brendan Rogers. Steph McDonald makes the point. Uh, we demanded change and we got it. Let's do this. Absolutely. And I'm not even thinking about what if it doesn't work because we've been demanding it so long. It's got to work. <laughs> got to work. Uh, Tony, by the way, watching action from the beach in Canada. Oh, life, life is good. It sounds pretty good, Tony. It sounds pretty good. I'll tell you what, I, I once had to uh, set the, the Axon bulletin up for wee James McKenzie from uh, somewhere similar. So, yeah, I hope you're enjoying it. I hope the crocodiles are at bay and the cocktails are flowing, Tony. Uh, John Sweeney. Rogers needed to change it. Hopefully, a better display and result. Hundred percent. Martin has some reservations about the back four um, as well. So let's see how the uh, team will perform today. We're almost at. Uh, we're almost at kickoff time. We're almost at kickoff time. So I think uh, a prediction is necessary from you, Chris. We need a prediction from you. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm confident because Kyogo and either are on the patch. I think it will give St. Mara a different, uh, a different problem than what we've been giving teams this season. I'm going to go four 0 Celtic. Four nothing Celtic says Chris. I'm going to say three nothing. Let's join the action, and we'll see you at half time on a Celtic state of mind. Podcast Network.